right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hearts of Men. This is our third episode. Third, yep, the third. Man, our third episode. <laughs> this is this is crazy. So, but this is the Hearts of Men. This is a Rock Life podcast. Um, we so we welcome you, whoever is listening or viewing, because we are on multiple outlets. We are on um, Apple Podcast and Spotify, and we're working on getting on. Um, Google Podcasts also, and then also we have the video, which is on YouTube, so you can always check us out there. Um, once again, let me introduce myself. My name is Brandon. I am one of the hosts. And I'm Arlen, co-host. So we'd like to welcome you once again. Um, last week we had a great, we had a great discussion that on- good. That yeah, was good. On child loss. Yeah. So, you know, we, um, we, it, it was great to talk about yeah, that because, you know, there's some things we, you know, we didn't even know about each other as far as going through stuff. Yep. So, you know, it helps out. We hope it helped you, um, you know, think about somebody to talk to, you know, just to overcome some things in your life. Express yourself. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I know last week I was saying about talking about separation, but when we thought about it, it was like... <laughs> Like, well, <laughs> like we don't have anything to relate to that yeah. type of se separation that we were thinking of. So um, Arlen have a, has a new topic yeah. for us this week. Yeah, so a lot of, you know, growing up, um, and I had expressed this with Brandon uh, for the topic for today, uh, it's just really diving deep and in, in, uh, kind of going – through the the people who have brought us to where we're at now, whether it be you know our parents, uh, a teacher, a coach, or someone, uh, but I really feel like that's key um, to the way that either we were raised or the people who you know instilled in us some of those values we still carry um, with us to this day and with our family, and that'll be passed down you know to to our children and to their children. So I really think that's that's key to. Um, who, the person who you are today would be that the people who you know taught you and who corrected you coming up um so i yeah. think that'll be uh appropriate a discussion for today it's definitely <laughs> definitely because we all have some father figure in yeah. our lives yeah. especially for like people like me who didn't grow up with their father mm -hmm. um around but i had father figures you know around me to you know, instill in me yep. and, you know, teach me the values of how to be a man, mm -hmm. how to be a husband, how to be a father yep. as far as growing up, especially being a black man. Exactly. exactly. So, exactly. you know, not just to specify a race, but, you know, it's always been harder as a black man growing up, mm -hmm. especially when you think of the um, the person who ever taught you. Yeah. Um, depending on what era they grew up in, like yep. if it's a grandfather, they mm -hmm. grew up during the times of you know, the protests, the mm -hmm. racism and yep. all that. Yep. Or, you know, it's an uncle or somebody who grew up when, like, it was starting to get better, mm -hmm. but it was still there. Yep. But, you know, it, they, so you got the people that was in a hardship. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, I'll start this time. Yeah. I know you started last yeah, week. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, <laughs> just a little rotate out a little bit. <laughs> um, so, like I said in the beginning, growing up, I didn't, um, I didn't have my father. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't around. Um, you know, I, I, I have met him, you know, I met him back in 2013. So he's been a part of my life now. Mm -hmm. But as growing up, I had my grandfather and my uncles. 
So, you know, they were always the ones, you know, instilling stuff mm-hmm. in me, um, especially my grandfather being a preacher. He spoke the word to me every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it was that was, you know, you know, when you, growing up, you don't want to hear, <laughs> especially when I moved when I moved here, because um, me and my mom, my mom was in the service. So we was in Tennessee after she got out. We st- still stayed in Tennessee for a few years. Then we end up moving. She ended up moving back here. Mm-hmm. And we stayed with my grandparents for a while. So, you know, after, you know, had to hear it every day. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't the typical, like when you think you're growing up with your, you know, your grandparents who run a church. Yeah. You think, you know, you're going to be, um, oh, you, you're going to church every day right, and all right. that. I didn't have that experience. Yeah. So when I came to church and, you know, people who grew up in church said, we went to church every day. You we stayed for hours. What? You didn't have that experience? I didn't your- have that experience. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the crazy part because my grandfather was a fire preacher. Right. So, like, he instilled all these values in me that, you know, so when I came to church, finally, I still had those values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, when he passed, it hurt mm-hmm. because it's like, I don't have that, but I still have my grandmother right. who same per- same way mm-hmm. instilled that fire yep. of no of knowledge of the lord in yep. me yeah so you know they gave me those values as far as um you know reading the you know following the bible mm-hmm. trying to learn the bible yep. you know what i'm supposed to do yeah growing up in life the right way to mm-hmm. follow jesus but i didn't have to go to church every day every mm-hmm. sunday I didn't have to go to Bible study every every That's Wednesday. Odd. Normally, you growing up with with a pal, like a PK or your grandpa was a pastor or somebody. You had to go to church. You was right, <laughs> that, and that was the craziest part. When I was like, everybody was like, you had to go to church. Like I've always like growing, even growing up, I heard about like you know we go, we always going to church. We always going to oh, church. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I didn't, that I didn't think about it. It's yeah. like I was like I didn't until I came to actual started right. actually going again. It was like okay, well you know. It's like, oh, that's that was the life people laid. Right, exactly. But, but at least you had the foundation. He laid the foundation for you. He, so he definitely when, when did. you came to church, you already knew you you know, you already knew what it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's my that was my foundation for the church. Yeah. Now, as far as a man, you know, growing up in the society, I had my uncle. I had my uncles. So um they always instilled values, you know what I should do. I mean, not one of my uncles, not all the time, mm-hmm. but you know, he, he tried, he did his best at that time. Yep. And then, you know, my one uncle always spent a lot of time with him. I go, you know, spend the night at his house. Mm-hmm. We go hang out. We do, we do just about, we did just about everything. Yeah. So, you know, but he taught me like, this is how you treat somebody. Mm-hmm. This is how you treat a lady. Yeah. This is what she's supposed to do. Yeah. You don't, um, he was one of those people, you know, you don't cry, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, Hard. but yeah, yeah, but, but you know, but he, you know, he showed me that, you know, you, but he like, you don't cry all the time, mm-hmm. but you can cry. Right. Right. He let me know that, you yeah. know, that is an option. You don't have to sit there and, and bawl all the time exactly. or weep all the time, but you know, you still be a man, you handle yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that's what he instilled in me as growing up. You know, um, do, just doing stuff around the house, mm-hmm. just trying to help out around the house, mm-hmm. doing dishes, um, cleaning and everything. Yeah. But it, it was funny. It wasn't until um, that um, he got married. Like, I really never really did chores around the house. Mm-hmm. When he got married and his um, his wife, my aunt, she was like, 
she told me, you're like, I need you, you're like, you got to clean like the rest of the kids. Uh, it's like, okay. I, I was like, he's like, you vacuum. I don't know how to use a vacuum. Right. <laughs> it was like, it was like, you don't like, like, you don't know how to use a vacuum. I don't clean that. I don't right, have, exactly. I don't do anything at right, the house. Exactly. I'm at my grandparents' house. I didn't have to really right, do they much. They probably do all that. Yeah, know, they did. Just, or my yeah. aunt that was there too. Right. She she was doing she did most of the cleaning and yep. stuff. So that's another person she instilled in me mm-hmm. is like doing housework. Yeah. So, you know, taking pride in what you do. So I learned to vacuum, I did dishes, mm-hmm. swept sweeping the yep. floor and everything. Yeah. So it's not it and it was okay to do that as a man because growing up because my uncle helped too. Because mm-hmm. that's what you do as a husband. Exactly. You help yep. around the house. Yep. Now I still have those values. I need to be better about mm-hmm. doing it at home. That that you know that I'm you know that I'm lacking in. Yeah. Um, but I know that I know I need to be better about mm-hmm. it. And I even tell my wife. I say I, I was like I I'm like I'm trying to do better. Yeah. Because because I'm because I'm the head of the house. Exactly. I, I take care of everything. Yep. So. You know, when I and when I fail at something, it like it distracts me because mm-hmm. it's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I not doing what I'm supposed to do? Exactly. But I still have those key values that's that's instilled. And even when my father came into my life, um, this was 2013. This was the first time you meeting him in 2013. In 2013, first time I mm-hmm. I met him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he um I well he he found my mom on Facebook. Mm-hmm. My mom sent me something. She was like, "Like I think this is your father." Mm-hmm. And growing up, my mom always looked at me. She was like, "You look like your father. You look <laughs> like your dad. You look like your dad." You know, and like I didn't look. I don't think, and I never see I look like her because right. people always said, "Like you look just like your mom." I said, "No, I don't. I have her nose. That's just about. That's about it." I always right. told people that. And then seeing a picture of my father, I was like. Yep. Be like, yep, that's him. That's. I was like, I was like, I was like, yep, I look like him. Everything but the nose. I, I am him. Especially because of the picture of the way he stands. Yeah. I stand a certain way. Yep. And I never knew why I did it until I saw that picture of him. Sounds like, okay. He said, yep, that's, that's him. Yep, that's him. <laughs> and I, um, I can, I'll throw up a picture of, uh, my, my father. You know, yep. um, for those who view in the video, just to, sh- just to show. But um, in 2013 when he came. Um, he, um, like I said, first it was Facebook, mm-hmm. and then that summer, he came down to spend a week, and my um, sister, I have two sisters, mm-hmm. um, on his side, one of them came to visit too, but you know he instilled me because he, um, it was a little rocky at first, yeah. bef- like before he came, yeah, um, and then at, well, at, well after he after he left it became a little it was a little rocky but still like he the stuff that he went through he, you know he told me about stuff that he went through and knowing about some things it was like okay I can I see why I get that mm-hmm. from I see you know like I, I have a I can have a bad temper yeah I can go from zero to a hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah when it comes to my temper and I know where, where I get it from yeah but at the same time, some of the some of the things, some of my habits, I know I get from. But he still instilled some things, because he um, later in life he he ran from his calling of being a preacher. Mm. He said he was a deacon, then he became a preacher. Mm-hmm. So he, now he's a preacher, 
So now that made this me. your dad. Yeah, this is okay. my dad. And now and now I am a PK. <laughs> so I became a PK. It was like it was like later in life. Later in life, exactly. <laughs> so well, it was, and but first I was I, I would say I was like, well, I was a GPK, a grandparent, a grand a grandparent preacher kid. <laughs> so that's why I was like, was like I was that. Right. But I didn't have the experience everybody else did. Yeah. But I still went through the same, you know, oh, you yeah. know, you know, lashing, yeah. you know, lashing out and all that. Yeah. But I still remembered my values. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, now that my both my grandparents have passed, you know, and it's still nice that um one of my uncles is ran from his calling. He's accepted his calling now and he's taking over the, our grand um my grandparents' church. Okay. He's gonna be you know, Amen. as soon as he gets, um, you know, ordained and all yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So that's that was wonderful. So you can see, and you, if you knew him, you see the how what he transitioned from, mm -hmm. how far God has brought him, and yep. that's what you know. That's what happens. It's like it's you, like you got all this instilled inside you. You've learned it. You know it. You run from it. Yeah. But then you're ultimately brought back to it. Yeah. So it it in, ooh, excuse me, it's incredible. It's like I like I know what I have to do. I know the values I should follow. Mm -hmm. Didn't do it all the time, but I knew it, and I still have them. And I need to now really put my foot forward as far as okay, you know, and you know, making them proud to see like yep. what I've become and how far I've come. Exactly, and to see that they dropped you along the way is just like okay, he he didn't go astray. You know, even though they sometimes when parents or grandparents they. You know, they teach you different things and they don't think you listening. And then later down in life, they see, you like, okay, he was listening when I tell you that when he was eight years old, when he was 12. He was listening. Right. He may not have heard me at that, <laughs> at that particular time, but he it, it got into his, his mind and, you know, it later came out. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that's my little. Okay. Uh, let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> let me pass it on over to you. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, man, it was single handedly. It was my dad, man. I love my dad. Um him and my mom, they've been married for 40 years. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah 40. So um, they were married three years before they had me. Well, going on three years. So, you know, growing up, man, my dad was the coolest, man. And from from my hometown, like, everybody knew my dad. Like, we would get out, go to the gas station, the grocery store. Somebody always knew him. He would be <laughs> like, hey, you know. It was like a, like a kind of like a, a local celebrity in, our, in my hometown. That's how it's kind of my, like my uncle. Yeah. Like, he goes like he knew somebody. And he knew everybody. <laughs> I'm like, man, you know everybody. But really just, you know, the found that that's the foundation set in, in, a, in the house. Um, really just watching him the way he treated my mom. You know, I would see him and my mom like hug and they were affectionate. You know, after every time after dinner, he would give her a kiss and say, you know, thank you. Thank you, babe, for dinner or something like that. So growing up and he still does that growing up, seeing that just over and over and over, just like, okay. This is the way you treat a woman. This is how you you're appreciative. And then when you used to talk about chores, like my dad did the dishes, cut the grass, was did yeah. paint. We, we, me and him painted all the time in the house, and just and taking out the trash and stuff like that. So, you know, I, and I would hate doing stuff like man cutting the grass or whatever. But what I now realize what he was doing, he was all right. When you get your own house, ain't nobody gonna be able to do this. Besides, ain't nobody gonna be doing this but you. So I'm teaching you how to do this at an early age, like, you know, like, again, cutting grass, you know, washing the dishes. That's just mopping the floors. That's just what growing up I seen my dad do. Um, so I'm like, okay, when I get my house, I get my wife, get my own family. That's what I'm, I'm supposed to do is just do right. those particular basic things. Yeah. So 
like I said, single-handedly is my dad laying that foundation, just watching him and, you know, how, how he even treated people down to that. It's just like, okay, that's how you treat people, you know, when we're out, you know, it could be a stranger. This is how you treat people or whatever. Right. Um, so just really, you know, growing up, I mean, it was a fun you know, people would tease me. They're like, man, you got a Cosby family. Uh, you got a Cosby <laughs> show family. And I would hate that. But then, you know, growing up, as I got older, I'm like, man, that's actually a, a good thing, though. You know, because everybody who came over to our house, they were like family. Then they seen us operate as a, fam- a family unit. So, you know, we grew up with a, a lot of laughter, a lot of love, and a lot of music in the house, um, which, you know, still is instilled to me to this day. But just really just my dad setting that foundation and, teaching me about, you know, 401k, uh, how to get a loan, you know, how to get a, uh, how to, you know, shop, shopping for a car, um, you know, savings account, you know, opening up all this stuff he told me about when I was 10 years old. I'm like, man, what's 401k? <laughs> like, what, what's that? What am I going to use this? Exactly. <laughs> right. But he was telling me about this stuff when I was 10 and younger in retirement. And I'm like, I, I retirement, I'm only in the eighth grade. Like, <laughs> I ain't got a job yet. Exactly. I ain't got a job yet. You tell, you're talking about retirement. But this is the stuff that he taught me growing up. Like, all right, you want to make sure you, you have your you set, put some money back or if you want to get, you know, some clothes or whatever, this is how you save. So he really taught me and instilled me in those, those particular values. Um, and really outside of that, like my dad was the, the solid foundation. And then I had other influences uh, growing up. Um, uh, I called them Mama and Pawpaw. They were my mom's best friend's parents, um, which he was a, pa- he was a pastor, uh, Marion uh, Shropshire, Full Gospel Church of God in Christ. So that was he, a little plug there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was another um, influence that I had growing up. You know the way he moved and how you know I would go to him for, for breakfast and be hanging out with all these old pastors and hearing them talk. I mean, it's just it's you know I think about it, I get emotional sometimes because you know it's just like man. Sometimes I wish I can go back to those particular days, but just seeing him, the influence that he you know put you know he's he passed away back in 2015, mm. so. Uh, he was a, a real strong influence on me, along with my dad. And then uh, as far as, uh, like, in school, uh, there was two people, two two black men, actually, uh, Mr. Mr. Chambers of Wittenberg Univer- uh, University Upper Bound Program and Mr. Robert Muhammad, who, you know, once I got, like, I was in ninth grade and was college bound, and they kind of pulled me to the side and was like, hey, you know, I was a little wild back then or whatever, <laughs> you know, going into high school. So they were like, you know, they actually took the time to sit down and speak to me and saying, you know, all right, when you go to college, you're going to be looked at. You're going to be, you know, you may go to a HBCU, you may go to a, a predominantly white institution, but when you go to college, this is how you should, you know, this is how you should present yourself. This is how you should dress just to come across as a positive image. And, you know, they, and they were just really reiterating everything I had learned from my dad. So it was just kind of like if I didn't listen to my dad and I'm like, well, they're, mm-hmm. they're telling me the same thing that my dad told me you know, five years ago. So right. they must know something. So I'm going to listen to them. Um, so they were big influences as far as, you know, when it comes to like academics and stuff like that, they set me straight. Um, but yeah. And then the thing about my dad, man, and I never told my dad this, like, so, you know, he, cause he worked third shift. So he would go into work at like three or 4 AM and he would get off at like 12. So we would eat dinner around like six o'clock and then he would go to bed at like seven or whatever. So sometimes like, he would he he would be in my mom and dad's my my parents' bedroom, and I would see him on the side of the bed kneeling and praying, and I'm and I would go upstairs and I'll either go to my room or I'll be like 
about to go off and do something else. And I would, the door would be cracked, and I would see him down on his knees, like, praying. And I'm like, wow. Like, and that, that's what really kind of, I mean, it, I, that had an effect on me. Like, you know, you, you view your dad as, like, you know, the, the biggest, you know, toughest. influence, <laughs> toughest. Yeah. And to see him on his knees kneeling, praying to God, that just kind of did something to me. It was like, man, like, even though that's my dad, he's still dependent on God for his help to, to continue to, to bless him. And to right. get him through and to provide for his family. Right. My, my my grandpa this I always saw him like yeah. right before they right before he went to bed. Yep. Every night. Yep. Every night I every night I go back there mm-hmm. before he lay in the bed. Yep. He'd be down, he'd be on his knees praying. Yep. Right by the bed. So just seeing that as a kid, growing up, seeing that like, you know, six, seven, eight years old, and seeing that, I'm just like, okay, that's you know, and then, you know, we would go to church. We was in church. Monday, well, I mean, we was in church every single day, <laughs> it seems like, growing up back then. You know, and then people in the church, you know, my my pastor back at home and all the deacons and the men from that church just growing up. And, you know, I was one of the kids that, you know, if, if they told you, if, if they wanted you to be up there at, like, say, 3 o'clock on a Saturday, on a Saturday my mom would always bring me up there an hour early. So I would end up, <laughs> I would have to help the deacons bring out tables and do this or whatever, so... Um, but just hearing them and just talking to them and them instilling in me and pouring into me and giving me advice and just hearing, just sitting back, just hearing them interact with each other and see, and just kind of listening to what they're talking about, you know, kind of, you know, molded me who I am today. So I, th- I give thanks to God for just placing all those great men and women. Cause you know, my mom and my aunts and all of them had an influence, but really it goes back to, I'll think about the men in my life growing up from as a, as a kid. Uh, up until now, and even the older men here at Rockdale, you know the brother Fords, the you know all yeah. all, all those all those men. Um, Def- definitely. Yeah, just looking at them and just just still, you know, they still have purpose. So you just like, you know, they they're still influencing us us younger guys. So yeah, like yeah, uh, like as you said, like even um Minister Hankerson, Hankerson, like yep. he like he like he even told me like he put me he like he just kind of like unofficially took me under his wing yeah. and everything. Yep. And it's like he always encouraging me and everything and, you yep. know, stuff that I do. He's always glad when I, he sees me doing stuff mm-hmm. like that. He was like, I've asked all these other guys and <laughs> like, and like, but you were the first one to see you, like you stepped up. Exactly. And it was like, that's always like been an impression on me. Cause like, I'm like, okay, so I am, I am doing, mm-hmm. I am doing what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. And it's like, it's not that I looked for the recognition for it, yep. but it's like, Oh, it's like, like I, you, they see, they recognize like that, you know, that I'm doing good. Exactly. You know, it's nice to hear, but you don't always look for the recognition. Exactly. It's, right. Especially now, especially now as being growing up, like when you were a kid and, you know, in high school, like you did a good job. You want somebody to know. Exactly. I need, <laughs> I need to get like, my sticker. Right. I know like, <laughs> like you need, like, I need you to pay attention to me. Exactly. I'm important. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, now it's like. I'm, I'm more humble. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't really need the recognition. I need. I just know, like, as long as I get get it out there, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. At, you know, as a especially especially now as a father of two, because mm-hmm. you know it's it's sad that I can't be with my son, but you know I try to instill what I could mm-hmm. while I had him. Yeah. Because it was important. He he, he had to know. It's like this is this is how you're supposed to act. Don't act this way. Don't be like yeah. this. But you know, it it was a it was a test mm-hmm. because everything that I tried to instill into him, you know, unfortunately his mother, you know, d- 
did the opposite. Right. You try to try reverse to, it. Right. Yeah. So every time I saw him, it had to be, it had to be put back in him. Mm-hmm. But I had to make sure that I instilled the values that I had growing up into him, so he knows it. Mm-hmm. Make sure he doesn't tries not to make the same mistakes that I make. Right. And you know that's all anybody that ever teaches us. Even especially the men, like they want to make sure that we don't go by the wayside. Yep. Do the mistakes they made, or exactly. they try to tell us about them. Yep. We don't always listen. It's in. It's like in the back of our minds. It's like until we, and then we get caught up in something, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Oh, I was warned about this." Exactly. Yep. <laughs> but I didn't listen. Right. So. Yep. And then just thinking about like all the men, like especially like like you said here at church, you know. Uh, Minister Hankerson took you under his wing. It's just kind of like, you know, they can always give you advice as, you know, when I was your age or even even the situations that they may have gone through, recently gone through, they can express to you. And then that'll help you get to what you're going through. And then, you know, sometimes if they see you doing something, they like they may correct step you to bring to the side and correct you like, all right, that's good what you're doing, but you need to do it this this and this way. So it's always good to have that reinforcement, you know, no matter how old you are, you know, right. You could be 50 and still have a role model, and it could right. be somebody younger, actually, you know. Um, and, and that's why I like to always get involved with, with different programs. So through my job, um, I'm a mentor uh, at one of, one of the high schools here um, because I just love to just like, give back because a lot of the kids from our community, they don't have – and, you know, I, I, I really consider I grew up privileged because I had both parents in the household. Not only right. did I have both parents in the household, I had two loving parents in the household right. that worked cohesively to raise me and my siblings or whatever. So a lot of kids, they don't have that, and I realize that. So any any type of opportunity that I have to give back as far as mentorship or just helping someone, especially like these high school these, these uh, high school boys, man, they're, some of them are just lost. Yeah, so every, every opportunity that I'm given, I try to take advantage of that to like, all right, I know, you know, I was, pri- you know, growing up I was privileged, so I can share my experiences with you and whatever you're going through, I can help you get through it. Um, so that's one thing as far as growing up and the influences I always love to to give back so I can be that same influence to someone who's younger than me or you know up and coming. Yeah. Cuz I mean when you're cuz you're going to like especially when you have like especially if you don't have the people anymore that yep. that, that help influence you yep. like if you not if not necessarily that they've passed on but like if you don't have contact with some people anymore exactly. like some teachers yep. you don't have contact with anymore to help you know build right. you up. Yeah. But you still want to, you know, instill that same values that yep. they taught you. Yeah. Because even like, um, when I was in high school, I had my, was it my sophomore year, I had two teachers that really, mm-hmm. um, you know, cared about me, talked to me after school and yep. everything. You know, taught me. They, um, you know, just told me like how like how it's supposed to be. Just like like you need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Like you're in high school, this is where it's gonna count. Exactly. And you know, so they they instilled in me like what you like like you gotta do this. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta make sure you get your assignments in on time. Yep. Um, you gotta make sure you have you do good on your test because yep. colleges will look at that. Yep. So it was like, and like and you know like a knucklehead. I didn't <laughs> I didn't follow th- I didn't follow through <laughs> because I didn't because um, I messed up my senior year. Uh huh. It was at I was at a different high school, so I didn't. But I was still I didn't follow I didn't listen. Right. And didn't realize until I had to make up two credits to mm-hmm. graduate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
it's always important, like no matter where you're getting your advice from, as long as you it's instilled in you, it's great advice that you can use later in life, yep. that you can teach somebody. You can, like you said, you can teach the um, boys at high school, the, the people you mentor. Mm-hmm. You can instill these values into your son. Yep. You can even, inst- even though he's only two, you can still inst- yeah. instill the values into yep. him because yep. he's going to learn it. Exactly. Every day. Yep. So, and exactly. I do the same thing now with my daughter too. It's mm-hmm. like, you like, you got to, like, like say please, yep. say thank you, yep. and now she like when she asks for stuff, she's like, "Can I Bob, please, mm-hmm. please?" I'm like, "Okay, yep. I, I can't be mad because you, <laughs> I can't, I can't. Like, sometimes I can't say no because you're so cute and uh-huh. you say and you said the way you said please, it's, it's okay. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Manners is good. That's good because I was somewhere and I, I, there was this older lady, you know, and um, I got up. I think we were at the the, the uh, at the the DMV. Uh, BMV, whatever the the where you get your license or whatever, right. and there was this older lady who came and I mean it was packed, so I was like I'm about to I'm about to stand up and give her my seat so uh, so she could sit down and I was like I can hold your place in line, and then when when she did that she, oh she was like oh thank you baby and then she grabbed my hand and then I was she was like hey and then I turned around and she looked at me she was like somebody raised you right <laughs> so I was like, yeah, my mom and dad, you know, and I, and I told my mom and dad about that, and they laughed, like, yeah, you see, see what we was telling you, or whatever, right? So you know, like you said, even if they're they're young, you instilling them values that that please the yes, ma'ams, the no sirs, the stuff like that. It'll take them a long way when they get, you know, when they get uh, older, right? Yep. Yeah, it'll def- definitely show, especially like if when you know move out, they're on their own, mm-hmm. and if like especially if they move out the city, yeah, out the state. And they're on their, you know, they're on their own, and they still have, and they show those values. They can, you, you know, they will, people will recognize. Yeah, it. they notice it quickly. Like he was raised right. Like right. whoever he, whoever raised him, they did a good job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's about all we have for today. That was today was good. That was yeah. Good. That was that, that's a very good topic. <laughs> um, next week we'll be coming with the, um, a, a hard topic. Um, I know because a lot of men do face this is alcoholism mm. and you know it's, it can stem from a lot of things that happen in life mm-hmm. um, rather you know if you've been in the military mm-hmm. um, you've experienced a tough loss in your life um, that led to alcohol, alcoholism so um, we're going to touch on that next week um, and you know just and keep being prayed up mm-hmm. every day yeah um, um, read once again, um, it's Psalms 147.3. <laughs> That's our scripture that we go by for this, um, for the hearts of men. Yep. Um, so let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. Jesus. We thank you for being here with us today. We thank you for this topic, Lord, that you have brought to us and that you have given us to give out to these men, Lord, that are listening and watching us, Lord, that they may be able to express themselves more, Lord, that they may be able to dwell into their hearts, to be able to see that they can come forward, they can express themselves, that just because you express yourself doesn't make you any less of a man. That it makes you more of a man. It makes you stronger as a man to know that you have faults, that you can cry, that you can be there somebody to be somebody to that somebody can look up to, Lord. That that you instill in that you instill in us, Lord, the bravery, the confidence to be able to tell our stories, to be able to tell somebody else our stories so they can learn from us, Lord. 
we ask that you continue to watch over us, watch over our families, watch over the watch over the listeners and hearers of your mighty word. And we ask for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Like I said, next week we'll we'll see you next week with the topic of with the topic of um, alcoholism. Once again, I'm Brandon. And I'm Arlen. And this has been the Hearts of Men.